Welcome back to DQP Does Draft Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas, as long as you know the second password. And if you don't, <laughs> don't tell anyone anything that you saw here tonight. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Uh, I won't tell anyone what I've seen here tonight. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Uh, uh, I won't do. <laughs> we are continuing, or finishing, concluding concluding on christmas yep this comes out on christmas yep we are concluding our uh pseudo xmas marathon of movies that aren't actually about christmas but happen during christmas uh with eyes wide shut from 1999 imdb says tvma what posters as rated r yeah rated r I don't know. Two hours and 39 minutes. Jesus fuck. Yeah, dude. I didn't think it felt like two hours and 39 minutes. I did. We already have wildly different opinions of this movie. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, so this movie's wild, guys. Um, if you like titties, though. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tits in this movie. Lots of tits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so it kind of starts out with a husband and wife going to a, a, a dinner party for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tom Cruise uh, plays uh, Bill Harford, who's a doctor. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman plays his wife, Alice. Mm -hmm. Um, and they go to his, uh, his, uh, a patient's house basically for a party, a patient named Victor, um, Victor Ziegler. Yeah. Ziegler. And, uh, it's kind of a normal, like fancy, party christmas yeah, party right just like people, dancing and yeah christmas party thing going wearing on. like gowns and yeah black tie and stuff yeah uh bow ties and shit I mean, it definitely looks Tuxedos. like there's a dress code yeah um so they're like you know going around and talking to each other mostly they talk to ziggler when they go when they get there but they kind of like you know go and dance and uh they don't know anyone there other than Ziggler. And then, uh, uh, Bill notices that he knows the piano player. Yeah. From um, med school. From med school. And his name is Nick, uh, Nightingale. And so he's like, Hey, I'm going to go talk to him and I'll meet you at the bar. So she fucks off looking for something to do. Yeah. Um, while she's waiting for him and he goes and talks to Nick and then Nick gets called away and they kind of have like a little catching up and Nick's like, Hey, I play, I'm playing at this bar tomorrow night. Come find me. Yeah. Swing um, by. We'll catch up. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, okay, so Nick, Nick goes away and then, uh, they both kind of get caught up in other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, she's waiting for him at the bar. This guy comes up, starts hitting on her, uh, asks her to dance. She's had a few drinks. She's yeah, 
poorly acting inebriated. Um, and, uh, so she goes off and starts dancing with this guy. Um, Bill gets caught up with these two models. They're like trying to get him to go to a room with them. Uh, and like he sees Alice dancing with this guy. Mm -hmm. She sees him with these two models and they both like, but neither one sees the other one seeing them. Yeah. So they both kind of think like, Oh, I'm catching them doing something weird. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I think at this point, I think they don't really not. suspect they don't. Yeah. Anything, they're just kind of like, but oh, they're okay, they're like okay, they're doing this thing. They, they clearly, so like but they both file it away. They're yeah. both like, Oh, but there's a key, like there's a key component here to the, like these two scenes where like she, she's not going to fuck this dude. No, that just randomly started hitting on her. Yeah. But she kind of wants to sure. And he's not going to go fuck these two models. Yeah. But he wants to. Yeah, he kind of wants to. Yeah, basically is what's going on. But they're both like, they both just kind of like see each other and they're like, ah, well, you know, they're busy and having fun. So we'll leave. Yeah, well, we'll continue to do what we're doing. Mostly innocent at this point. Yeah. So then uh, somebody comes up to Bill and they're like, hey, uh, Victor needs to see you. Yeah. So Bill goes up with this, this guy, security, I imagine. Um some kind of, you know, servant for Victor. Cause Victor's loaded. He has like a palace in New York. Um, yeah. and, uh, so he goes up into a bathroom, like a weird or like a weird bedroom, like just a entertaining study thing, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Victor's putting his clothes back on. He obviously just had sex with this random chick that is not his wife who yeah. they met. You met like earlier when they were being greeted by Ziegler and his wife, uh, when they got to the party. Um, and she appears to have OD'd on heroin and Coke. Yeah. And, and Ziegler acts like he doesn't know what a speedball is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's kind of asking for Bill to check on this girl. And I mean, she doesn't seem like too horribly OD'd. Like as far as like it's portrayed in movies and other media. Yeah. It's, we don't have like a requiem for a dream type thing going on. Yeah. She didn't shit and puke herself. <laughs> uh, she just kind of just like passed her eyes out. around. Yeah. And, she's just passed out. Yeah. Um, so he does like the least doctorly checkup on this chick where he just like tries really hard to not look at her tits and like, <laughs> check her pulse that was that was tom cruise just try, trying to act yeah i know <laughs> <All right. laughs> like every time he's just like trying desperately not to look at whoever's tits it is because there's several times <laughs> where he's like fully clothed and there is a naked chick in front of him and he's trying so hard to not stare at their chest yeah um or more because sometimes it's everything. I mean, in this case, it was everything, but you don't see everything. You just see, you know, her chest. But so he like checks on this girl and she ends up being okay. They like wake her up and he's like, hey, you know, you should probably stop doing drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, like the least honest, like, hey, you should like go to rehab and stuff. Conversation yeah. like 
so soft. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe you should quit doing this. Yeah. Maybe go to rehab. I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think she's just like, uh, yeah, she's super <laughs> fucked up. I mean, she says some <laughs> words, but they're, they're, I mean, it's like one word or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so then Ziggler's like, Hey man, thanks. And, uh, you know, obviously I don't need to say, but I'm going to say anyway, don't tell anybody that you, that this happened. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm a concierge doctor. I don't fucking, yeah, I don't tell. Um, which I mean, if you're going to be a concierge doctor, that's one of the first things you need to learn how to do isn't to not tell. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, he comes back down and, uh, at some point Alice disengages herself from this other guy and they end up going home and, you know, they have, they go to bed and whatever. And then, uh, they end up having sex, I think. Yeah. Um, with and, each other. Yeah. With each other. And then, uh, <laughs> this is questionable for a minute. Well, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's also important that we specify who they're having sex with for later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, the next day happens and I don't remember what happened during the day. Did anything really happen during the day? Uh, he like, uh, he had, uh, yeah. Cause they a bunch of checkups and stuff. Yeah. He has like some checkups. He just like has a bunch of doctor's appointments and that's kind of it. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of it. Like she, it shows her play at through home. breakfast and it shows yeah. her at home and they just, ha- it just yeah. shows like one normal their kid. day. Yeah. yeah. It shows like kind of like a montage of a normal day for them, which also like <laughs> they just like randomly there's a girl at the doctor's office getting like, she's like a breast exam. No, it was just like a, she was getting like a cough check. That's what he was doing when she had her fucking top off. Yeah. But she had like her fucking whole top off for like a cough check, like to put the fucking stethoscope on your chest (laughs) and like cough. She's tits out. I guess I didn't realize that. I just assumed he was doing a mammogram. Well, the mammogram is also like with a machine. It's like a titty x-ray. Yeah. Now I don't think in the nineties it was. Well, I don't even know if they, they probably, I mean, they probably just fell for lumps and then they're like, yeah, we're going to irradiate the fuck out of you. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) you want superpowers? Yeah. Every every like 20 years or so, like you look back 20 years and doc, like medicine is barbaric. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, they have like a normal day and then, you know, they, he comes home and like they have dinner or whatever. And, uh, they like, you know, talk to their kid and put their kid to bed. And then, uh, they're like in their bedroom and, uh, Alice gets some weed out and they smoke a little weed and, she gets like super fucked up. <laughs> so I have two thoughts here. Okay. With this whole scene, either a Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman have never smoked weed at this point in their lives. Yeah. And do not know what it is like to be high on weed. Yeah. Or that's real weed. 
and they don't know how to act while they're stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one. One of those two He things. was better than her. She was out of control in that scene. He was I... like trying hard to like keep it together. But she was just like going off the walls. I I, he I don't know how you give him any credit at all. No. I don't think he was good. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying he was good in that scene. I'm yeah. I'm saying he was ever so slightly better than she was. Okay. Cause like he was also not being asked to do a whole lot in that scene. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Like most of the scene relies on her Yeah, and all he has to do is kind of react, yeah. which at the end of the scene, he has, he reacts well, but everything leading up to that last part of the scene is just it's atrocious. Like it's like the, it's the worst scene in the whole movie, I think. Yeah. Which is no, ridiculous. I, Cause it's like the pivotal scene of the movie. Yeah. So what happens is they get stoned and then, uh, they have an argument about basically what happened the night before they start. It starts about that. It starts about, um, you know, she was like, she explains that this guy wanted to fuck her. Yeah. And he is like, well, I don't blame him. You're a beautiful woman. And then she's like, is that all I am? Yeah. And then they have that kind of, you know, age old argument of like, is that all men want? Yeah. And then and he's women like, can't possibly want that. Well, yeah, it, it goes, it goes back to that because he kind of like explains away like, no, that's not all men want. Yeah. Um, and then, but then he like digs the other hole of, you know, you wouldn't understand because women don't want that. Right. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We get horny as fuck too, bro. <laughs> yeah. This one time, and when we were on fucking summer vacation, I saw this hot dude and I wanted to fuck him and I didn't, but I really wanted to. And then when we fucked later, that was all I was thinking about. And he's like, my world is shattered. <laughs> and now we're to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's basically like the intro to the movie, but it's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. Or more, which, which like, okay. So here's a good point. Like, We've already done this, so I feel like we just keep doing the episode this way. That's uh, fine. So, like, at this point in the movie, I was kind of like, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, before this scene happens, because yeah. I've never seen this movie before. So, all I knew about the movie was the sex club. Yeah, I, I knew there was, like, a masquerade. I thought they were going to get into it together, and that's yeah. not what happens. I thought, I, I thought... And they, then you would deal with the jealousy. From remembering the trailer... When I was like 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, I thought the movie was about a sadistic couple that systematically manipulated and destroyed other people's marriages. That would be a cool movie. That is why I always thought this movie was about. That would be a cool movie. So then watching it, I was like, we got to this scene and I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? Yeah. Yeah. And then she starts telling his story. And that's why I say like his reaction at the end of the scene is probably is, is the best part of the scene. Yeah. As far as like acting goes, because that was the point where I was like, Oh, this movie is about his very, very, very fragile ego, <laughs> his fragile ego and his fragile idea of like of a woman. Yeah. And like the first, and we established too, cause like, I do like that. She establishes that he doesn't ever get jealous. Yeah. So like we're watching him not know how to deal, deal with, with jealousy, jealousy. Yeah. because this is the first time he's experienced this jealousy. Right. 
So it's like, I, there's so much to this movie. I actually really did enjoy this movie, but it's not, it's not that great of a movie. No, but like, there's a lot here that I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I saw an explanation of the movie that made me and made me enjoy it more, but I was already like on that track. Yeah. Um, but I'll get to that in a little bit. So basically like they're having, they're in the middle of having this argument and they get a phone call. Yeah. And he answers the phone and it's another one of his patients, um, has passed because there's an older gentleman that was like basically in not, not hospice, but basically hospice. Yeah. Very expensive hospice. Um, so he's like, I gotta go. And she's like, whatever. So he leaves and he's just like, he's in a taxi going out to this person's house. Just like imagining her. He's starting to imagine her. Fuck this dude. Yeah. And he, he goes through this through the rest of the movie where he like is imagining them getting further into fucking. Yeah. So like basically they're like making out she's getting naked and that's, that's basically all he gets to in this, in this particular cab ride. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he gets to, uh, his patient's house and, um, he goes in and the daughter is there and she's like upset and her dad has passed and, you know, he's still there cause like, you know, they're rich. So they just like leave him in the fucking bed and don't call an ambulance to come get him or something. I don't know. So, uh, he sits down and is talking to this lady and she's like, he's like talking to her about her dad and then talking to her about herself. And she mentions that she's, you know, engaged yeah, and that, um, the guy she's engaged to is, uh, a professor and he just got a job at Michigan uh, University of Michigan, I think. And they're going to have to move. And he's like, you know, congratulations on getting engaged and you know, you'll really like Michigan. And then she like, just like falls apart and is like, I can't leave with him. I love you. Yeah. And part of, and and this is one of the things that I do like about this movie is like, there's several points that, uh, that Nicole Kidman makes in the argument. Um, and he refutes them and is like, no, that's not what happens. Yeah. And one of them is when he's with a patient, the last thing they're thinking about is him or sex. They're yeah. thinking about the thing that's wrong with yeah. them or their family or a member or yeah. whatever. And like, that's yeah. the first thing that gets fucking knocked down yeah. is like this one it's random chick. Wrong. Yeah. This random chick that is the daughter of one of his patients is just like, I love you. And I don't want to get married to the guy that I've spent all this time with and all this stuff. And he's like, I don't know you. <laughs> The only thing we've ever talked about until today is your dad dying. Yeah. What the fuck? And she just like kisses him and he's like, no, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) And then her fiance shows up and they don't get caught or anything, but her fiance shows up and, uh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Greg. Yeah, not Greg, not uh, uh, his name is Thomas Gibson. Yeah, Thomas Gibson, Carl. But he played Greg in Dharma and Greg. Yeah, and uh, uh, Hoshner. 
and Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, he comes in and she's like looking at, at Bill like, save me. And he's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm leaving. Like, I'm sorry, you know, and to to the fiance. And he's like, yeah, all right. See you later, doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> treating him like you treat a doctor. And she's yeah. like, please fuck me. Yeah. I love you. Save me from my fiance. Who's totally a nice guy. <laughs> and like. He's like, what the fuck? So he leaves and then he's like super fucked up. And he's like, uh, what is happening in this world? Yeah. So he like goes on a walk and he's just like walking around downtown New York. So I don't know if he's in Manhattan or the Bronx. I don't know. I don't remember where he's at. But he's like walking around and he like runs into a random group of thugs, which is weird. I don't know what the point of that part was. Do you know? I think it's just to show that he's like him being out that late at night is like he's Dangerous. out of his element. Yeah, he's out because this element. is like him being out like that late and yeah, like it's weird. Yeah, because like it's like the house middle calls, of the night. But like, yeah, it's like yeah. the middle of the night. He's like a doctor. Like this is not his shift. He doesn't stay up all night. Like right, this isn't a thing that he does. Right, so. Uh, they established that in the first part of the movie. So I think that's just to show that he's like out of his element. Yeah. He doesn't know what the streets are like. Yeah. So he's like walking and he like gets stopped at a crosswalk and there's this girl standing there. And I mean, if you've ever seen a movie or been to New York, I guess in the nineties, you know that this woman is a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> um, he figures it out eventually. Yeah. But she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, what? Nothing. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, it's cold outside. You want to come into my apartment? And he's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we could have some fun or something. And he's like, yeah, actually, that sounds great. Let's yeah. go. So, like, they go into her place and it's a shithole. And because it's a fucking hooker's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the disdain on Tom Cruise's face is real because he's never been in that shitty of a place before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they like start talking and then uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we should talk about money. And like, she's also like awkward about it, which is funny. Yeah. She's like almost like she's supposed to be like kind of an innocent ish hooker, which is weird. Yeah. Because he's like, she's like, so, you know it depends on what you want to do, how much it costs. And he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you recommend? And she's like, I, <laughs> huh? Uh, I've never been asked. I've that never before. been asked that before. And I don't want to like say things. So, you know, what do you want? And he's like, ah, just I'm, I'm in your hands. And she's like, okay, like 150 bucks. And he's like, okay. So then they, uh, are like sitting on the bed and about to get started. And then, yeah. uh, he gets a phone call on his cell phone on his cell phone. In 1999. Yeah. Cause I was like, Whoa, cell phone. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess they did have those and he's rich. So yeah. And he pulls out, you know, it's not like a, a huge brick, but it's yeah. like one of the, like, uh, the ones that's, you know, uh, like if you taped like three of your remote controls together uh, <laughs> and it's a flip phone and 
you know, back when everything, all the, all the phones were like pure black and you would get like a leather case and put on it and shit. Yeah. Um, whatever happened to that? Um, I have a leather case. Yeah, but it's got a bunch of plastic to hold the phone in and stuff. Yeah. The leather was like to protect it, not to make it into a wallet. <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's Alice and she's like, Hey, like, is everything okay? And he's like, Oh, well, you know, he died and I'm dealing with a bunch of family and there's still some people that haven't showed up yet. So, and he just like completely fucking lies to her. Yeah. And she's like, well, how much longer is it going to be? He's like, I don't know, maybe an hour or two. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed. And I like the shot here. Cause he doesn't like take the call like next to her. Yeah. He like, he, like walks gets off, up, turns, turns his the back radio to off. Her. Turns the radio off. Yeah. Turns his back to the hooker. Yeah. Like basically puts his nose in the door. Yeah. And like calls her and like answers, answers the, the phone. phone. Yep. And it's a very like intimate shot. And like you can, I feel like it portrays a lot of feeling as far as like he's like, fuck, I'm fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, he's like, he's, he's eager to do this, but he's also like not sure at the same time. Yeah. He's like very like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? Yeah. He's, but not, he's also like, he's not taking the moment of like self-reflection to realize that the feeling that he's feeling this jealousy feeling that his wife has like kind of bestowed on him to, for the first time, like yeah. is like driving his actions right. yeah, here in a manner to make him feel better. Right. And it's not going to make him feel better, but he doesn't know no. that yet. Yeah. Um, so he, he talks to her. She's like, I'm going to go to bed. And he's like, okay, I'll be home when I can. So then he gets off the phone and the hooker's like, yeah. So that was uh Mrs. Bill. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, so this isn't happening. Is it? <laughs> and he's like, no, I think I need to go. And she's like, okay, that's fine. And he's like, let me pay you anyway. And she's like, no, we didn't do anything. He's like, no, yeah. but I mean, you know, you were nice and, I, you know, I took your time and I want to, you know, give you some money. So he gives her some money and she's like, wow, thank you. And he leaves. Yeah. Um, and he's still walking around cause he still hasn't found what he's looking for yet. And he stumbles upon the bar that, uh, Nick is playing in. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, cool. I'll go and check this out. So he goes in there. And he orders a drink and just as like he's ordering a drink and sitting down, the band finishes their last set. And, you know, Nick's like, hey, thanks for coming out. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, We'll be playing here all week. Yeah. And uh, Nick comes out and he's like, oh, man, sorry. You know, Bill's like, I'm sorry I missed, you know, all your set. I just got here when you finish. Nick's like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Um. And they talk a little bit and then Nick's like, yeah, I mean like I'm playing another place in a little bit. And he's like, Oh wow. Really? He's like, where are you playing at? It's like, uh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And he's like, what? Tell me. <laughs> he's like, I actually don't know yet. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, they don't tell me until like an hour before they give me a call and tell me where I'm supposed to be or somebody comes and gets me. Yeah. And he's like, what? What the fuck kind of place is that? And he's like, well, it's not like a bar. It's a party. Yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you anymore. And he's like, 
dude, you have to tell me more than that. You can't leave me hanging <laughs> like that. What are you doing? And he eventually revealed, he's like, yeah, so like I play blindfolded. He's like, no, you don't. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I do. But sometimes they don't put the blindfold on very well. And, you know, maybe I see what's going on. And he's like, okay, <laughs> tell me what is going on. <laughs> he's like, well, you never seen so many hot girls in one place doing the kind of things that they're doing. He's like, okay. He's like, and then he gets a call and yeah. he like writes down something on a napkin and like Bill has to hold the napkin because he's, you know, Nick is holding a phone and trying to write on a fucking cocktail napkin with a ballpoint pen in the nineties. So it's like a knife going through butter. Um, and Bill picks it up and looks at it and it's, uh, Aurelio, Adelio, Fidelio, Fidelio. And Nick gets off the phone and Bill's like, what is this? And he's like, it's an opera. <laughs> it's the name of an opera. And Bill's like, I know it's the name of an opera, but what, what is it? And it's like, uh, it's a password. Yeah. There's a password. He's like, yeah. Bill's like, okay, you're taking me to this party. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I cannot take you. There's no way. He's like, well, just tell me where it is. I've got the password. I can get in on my own. And he's like, you got to have like a costume. What kind of costume? And then it goes out, you know, yeah. to they've disembarked. Um, and uh, Bill is going to this costume shop because he knows the guy, he, he, a patient of his is the owner. So he goes there and he rings because it's like one in the morning. Yeah. And he rings uh to the apartment above and somebody answers and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for this guy. And they're like, Oh, he's not here. He he uh or he doesn't say that yet. He's like, Oh, hold on. So this other guy comes down and he's like, That's not who I asked for. And he's like, You're looking for Peter or whatever? And he's like, Yeah, I'm a doctor, I'm his doctor. And like, you know, I yeah wanted so, I wanted to ask him a favor. This kills me the way he tries to get in everywhere. Yeah. And just talks to everyone. He's just like like he's a fucking FBI agent. Yeah. He's like, he's you like, know, I'm, I'm, a his, doctor. I'm his doctor, he's my patient. Yeah. And everyone just like goes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh um the guy is the Russian uh let's see. Where is he at? Uh, raid uh, Serbizija. I forgot his sure. name. It's crazy. Um, and he's like, oh, well, Peter moved to Chicago. And he's like, what? Really? He's like, yeah, like a year ago. <laughs> like, holy shit. And he's like, yeah. I'll, if I see him, I'll tell him you said hi. And he's like, no, 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 hold on. I, I actually needed his help. I need a costume and it's, you know, obviously late. And he's like, do you own the, the costume shop now? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, just to prove that I'm not crazy. Here's my, my fucking medical board card. <laughs> and he flashes it like an FBI badge. Like you said, yeah. And he's like, okay, Bill, you're a doctor. 
so <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and Bill's like, well, you know, I'll, like I said, I need your help. I need to, I need a costume. Uh, and I need it right now. I'll give you a hundred dollars over the rental fee. And he's like, no, okay. $200 <laughs> over the rental fee. And then, and he's like $200 and the rental fee. He's like, yeah. All right, hold on. <laughs> so they go into his, his shop and he asks him what he needs. And he's like, I need a, uh, I need a tux and a cape and a mask. He's like, okay, uh, let's, let's look around. So he takes him deeper into the shop and they're looking. And then there's like a, a sound. He's like, what the fuck? Did you hear that? Bill's like, yeah, what was that? So, uh, the guy's name's Millich and Millich is like, uh, hold on. And he goes and he like walks a little deeper and there's like a, a room that's like separated by glass and has like a door. He's like, what the fuck? And he opens the door and he goes in and there's like a couch and like a, like a coffee table. The yeah. coffee table just like has a bunch of like Chinese food, like spread out on it and stuff and like beers <laughs> yeah. and shit. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he hears something and he like spreads the clothes out that are on the, on the, like the hangers, uh, in like a closet in this room. And there's a, like a Japanese, I think guy with like a wig on in his boxers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah! makeup. <laughs> And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he looks behind the couch and there's another one <laughs> and he gets up. He's like, what the fuck? And then a 16 year old Lily Sobieski gets up and he's like, what the fuck whore? <laughs> and it's his daughter. And he like yeah. kicks her out of the room and then he's talking shit to these other guys. And he's, and he's like, she's just a child and all this stuff, which she is. She's 16 years old in this scene. Yep. And she's like Just in her bra and panties and like yep. a robe, like a, like a super light, like silk robe. Yep. And, uh, she like runs off and like holds on to bill, which is like random. She has no idea who the fuck he is. Yeah. Um, and obviously these paid for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, fucking creep. Yeah. Creepy shit. Uh, so obviously like these dudes were like fooling around with her and he's Milich is mad. So he like locks them in this room and he's like, I'm going to call the police, but I'm going to help this guy for, help this customer first. <laughs> and so he like gives bill the shit and bill leaves. Yeah. And then, uh, so Bill gets a cab to go out to this party and he's yeah. thinking about his wife having sex with this naval guy again. Yeah. Um, and this party is like way out in the middle of nowhere yep. at like an estate mm-hmm. with like a wrought iron gate. Yeah. There's two dudes standing out in front of the gate yep. and he gets out of the cab and he's like, Hey, the cab. Yeah. The cab. Yep. The cab. And he's like, Hey, stay here. You know, wait for me. I'll give you a bunch of extra money when I come out. He's like, how he long are you going to be? He rips a hundred dollar bill yeah, in half. That's such a dumb scene. <laughs> I fucking hate that. He's like, I told you I'd give you an extra 50, but 
I'll tell you what, I'll give you an extra hundred. And he's like, rips the hundred in half. And he's like, here's half. I'm going to keep half. And when I come back out, I'll give you the rest of it. So mm. if you drive off, you don't even get the extra 50. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, fucking what? And keep the meter running the whole time I'm in there. It's fine. He's like, how long are you going to be? I don't know. An hour or two. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like the biggest fucking cab fare ever. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to these guys and he's like, and they're like, hi. And he's like, hello. And they're like, do you have the password? He's like, oh yeah, Fidelio. And like, okay, somebody will take you up to the house. And they open the gate and a car comes and they take him up to the house. Yeah. And he gets into the house and there's another guy that's like, what's the password? And he's like, Fidelio. And he's like, all right, let me take your coat. So they take his coat and he put, and he like has like the cloak and shit on and the mask and the, the tux and he's like walking around. Yeah. And there's just like a bunch of people in cloaks and shit and masks. And he like goes into this big room and there's like a weird ceremony happening with a dude in a red robe and like a, uh, a, a brazier and a staff and like everyone's chanting and shit. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And there's also like 10 topless chicks in like G strings with masks on in a circle and the red guy's in the middle of the circle and they do like some kind of ceremony and Bill's just like, what is happening? And he's looking around the room kind of, and somebody looks at him and like nods at him and he like kind of nods back. And then like the, the ceremony is kind of over and the red guy is like picking girls and like sending them off and they like go and pick a person and like walk off with that person. Yeah. So one girl come, he, you know, the red guy taps his staff in front of this girl. I meant to say something when we walked into the, so when he walks into, when he gives the password and walks in, this is where the movie starts over again. Yeah. So that's important because it's okay. So this, I'll, I'll bring this up now. So while I was watching this, I was like, I mean, like I sort of, I understand what's happening, but I don't know what the point is. Yeah. So I was like, looked it up mm-hmm. and, I was, and, and it, it kind of just like described it as it, it mostly had to do with like, uh, like them working through their marital problems. Right. Yeah. But also it talked about him being on this like Odyssean journey. Yeah. And it definitely feels very much not necessarily like the Odyssey to me, but more like uh like freshman year of college playing D and D after somebody just got the book of vile darkness. <laughs> so you're like you're like, oh, here's all this like sex stuff and like evil shit and we're going to like just go through this metropolis of like weird shit happening to the characters. And like, they're not going to resolve any of it. 
at first. It's just going to like stack up as all this weird shit. Yeah. And then maybe we'll tie some of it together at yeah. the end. I mean, I think it's like him, which like we don't really have like a good enough foundation for it, but I yeah. feel like them showing us their roundabout day. I feel like their lives have always just kind of been mundane. I mean, she thinks that yeah. daydreaming about a guy she's seen at breakfast once is like the worst thing ever. The worst thing. Yeah. So like how much he also thinks it's the worst thing. Yeah. And it's like, they've been together for life. fucking seven years and that threw him off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So like how mundane has their lives been yeah. for him to like wander into this like secret underworld of sex cultness. Yeah. To, so like, that's where I kind of like that. That's where I think the point of the movie. Well, is. yeah, that's like, the, that's the point. I'm just yeah. saying like the, 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 what's happening is definitely like some kind of crazy journey. Oh yeah. But it's also like, it's just overly weird for no reason. Yeah. Well, I think I th so like it's mostly his perspective, right? So I think it's like you feeling, I don't think it, I think it's you like, I think it's Kubrick trying to put forth to you as like the viewer, like making you feel how he feels as you're, like watching him go through it and like discover. Sure. It. I don't think it necessarily, I think, I think it's aged. Yeah. So like, I don't think it comes out as well, but I think, I think like the stuff that happens in the movie is overly weird. No, like th the same point can be driven across easier and more succinctly by him going to a bar and picking up a chick and having conversation with the chick that he means to have an affair with and then doesn't. And he goes home. Mm, I don't think it feels the same. It doesn't feel the same because it's not over the top and ridiculous and have as many tits in it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> are you complaining about the amount of tits? No, <laughs> just it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm saying like, it's just ridiculous for ridiculous sake. I don't know. I just, I just think it, I think it makes it more interesting and I think it drives the point harder and I think it allows for more for like a better immersion. No, I 100% disagree. But, I, I mean, that's I don't know how, how disagree. immersive, how immersed in sex cults you've been, but not a question. I'm not going to answer on the show. Not a question. I'm going to answer on the show. You can just say no, <laughs> no, I haven't. I know but, you haven't. It is like, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just feel like the, the weird, like it transcribes his feelings better to us. The weirder we feel about watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess d agree to disagree on that. Yeah. But so anyway, so he's like on this weird journey, but so, uh, this girl comes over to him that gets chosen by the red guy and she like leads him off. And then once she's kind of out of earshot from anyone, mm -hmm. she's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And yeah. he's like, what? And she's like, I know who you are. You don't know what this is. Yeah. You need to leave. You don't belong here. And he's like, no, I think you have me mistaken for somebody else. And she's like, bruh, <laughs> I know you get out. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
uh, the guy that he had uh, nodded at is like kind of like following him around sort of. Yeah. And uh, somebody comes over and takes the girl away from him. He's like, Hey, I need you over here. And she's like, okay. And he's like, Oh, well, I guess I'm just going to walk around and watch. So he's just like walking through an orgy, like a weird masquerade orgy. And he like stops in a certain room and the guy that nodded at him, uh, comes up behind him with another girl and he sends that girl to him to him. And she's like, Oh, come with me. And then he like starts to kind of get like walked into a trap and, um, the other girl comes back and she's yeah. like, Hey, I need you over here. And the, the girl that was like leading him away gives up. So this girl that tried to warn him, takes him somewhere else to like somewhere kind of private. And is like, Hey, seriously, you need to leave. And he's like, yeah. who are you? How do you know who I am? <laughs> and she's like, I can't tell you. You just need to go. And he's like, well, tell me who you are. And she's like, I can't tell you. You just need to go. And he's like, let me see your face. And she's like, no, we could both die. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then a guy comes up and he's like, Hey, uh, you're the one that had the cab, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, your cab driver's in the foyer. They need to talk to you. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. So he like walks off with this guy. This guy leads him not to the foyer, leads him to the room that the whole thing started in. Yeah. And everyone's gathered around and the red guy's sitting in a throne and he's like, come closer. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So the guy brings him up and he's like, what's the password? And he's like, Fidelio. He's like, yeah, that's the password to get on the grounds. But what's the password to get in? He's like, oh, uh, I forgot it. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter if you never knew it or if you forgot it. Amounts to the same thing. You're not supposed to be here. Take your mask off. And he's yeah. like, oh, shit. Well, okay. So he takes his mask off. And they're like, you don't belong here and all this stuff. And then they're like, take your, your clothes off. And he's like, what? <laughs> no. And they're like, do it. Or something bad will happen. And he's like, uh, no. And then the girl that tried to warn him like pops up and is like, no, don't do anything to him. I sacrificed myself for him. I offered myself as tribute. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, okay, take her away. So they take her away. And they're like, all right, you're free to leave, but don't tell anybody what you saw here and don't try and figure out what the hell's going on here. <laughs> Or something bad will happen. Yeah. And he's like, "What? what's going to happen to her? And he's like, don't worry about her. Don't ask any more questions. Get the fuck out. And don't ever think about this place or ask anyone about this place ever again. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he leaves. Um, and he finally goes home. And he like hides the costume. And... He goes uh, 
he goes <laughs> into the bedroom and that's when she has the nightmare because he like she's like laughing yeah when he comes in and she but she's asleep and he's like what the fuck so he like wakes her up and then she starts crying and she's like i had the weirdest dream this is a terrible nightmare yeah and he's like okay and then she just basically describes like a crazy sex dream where she also like was like demasculating him while getting fucked by an innumerable amount of other dudes in front of him. <laughs> She's fucking all the dudes. She lost count her words. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> this completely affirms everything that happened to me tonight. Awesome. Uh, so then he like goes to work the next day. And he's like, "Mm, I don't want to do this. So then he leaves and he goes and like he uh, goes to take the. uh, The. He goes and takes the costume back first, right? Yeah. Or does has her cancel all of his appointments? Then he goes and he takes the costume back. Does he go there first or does he go to. Yeah, he goes he there the first. Costume first. Yeah, he goes and takes the costume back and he's lost the mask and he's like, what, what, what happened to the mask? And he's like, whatever, just charge it. And it's only like 20 bucks anyway. So, I mean, he's been spending like hundreds of dollars on fucking cab fare. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> um, and then Lily Sobieski comes out of the back with the two Japanese guys. Yeah. And he's and Bill's like, what the fuck? He's like, I thought you were going to call the cops on those dudes. And Milich is like, ah, we came to another agreement and like puts his arm around his daughter. And I wanted to yak. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you can come back anytime if you need another costume or, you know, anything else and squeezes his daughter's shoulder and Lily Sobieski smiles jubilantly at Bill and I was like no yeah I mean it's gross pimping out your daughter even if she's of age but when she's underage that's wow yeah that's a cool thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) so then Bill goes looking for uh for Nick. Um, he goes to the bar that he played at. It's not open. It's the fucking morning. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? He doesn't know how bars work. Yeah. He's only been he to has one. no fucking <laughs> clue how anything in the world works, including like w- women. Uh, so <laughs> he goes, he goes to uh, this diner next door and he sits down and he gets a cup of coffee and he's like, Hey, uh, when is this bar open? The lady tells him, and he's like, you wouldn't happen to know uh, Nick Nightingale because it's a 24 hour joint. So, you know, maybe he comes over there after uh, after they finish at the bar. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, actually, I do know him. And he's like, do you know where he's staying at? And she's like, he wouldn't appreciate it if I told him where told you where he lives. Yeah. And he's like. I'm FBI. I mean, I'm a doctor. (laughs) I'm his doctor. And I have very important blood tests that I got to tell him about. 
And she's like, oh, okay. And tells him where Nick was staying. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go to this hotel. So he goes to the hotel. Before he goes to the diner, we skip the part where he went to go see the hooker. Now that's like at night. I thought that was at night. And he goes to see the hooker. He goes to drop the gift off. Yeah. I thought it was before because I I thought it was before the blood test thing. Or maybe not. No, maybe it's it after. after. It's after. Um, yeah, because they get you thinking that. And then later, yeah, you're like, okay. oh, shit. <laughs> they All did right. go there. Um, Just edit out me interrupting. <laughs> nah, I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> Fuck you. Minimal edits. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, so he goes to this hotel and... He talks to the clerk who uh, likes cock rings and plays uh, uh, Nightcrawler. Um, the fuck is Alan his name? Cumming? Alan Cumming. Yeah. What? What? What was that? Uh, what was that on? That was on like, uh, was it on, it must've been like the late, late show. One of the late, late shows. He was on a late night show and he talked about going to, I think it was one of the X-Men openings Mm -hmm. and he was wearing like a kilt and a cock ring (laughs) and no, nothing (laughs) under the kilt other than a cock ring. <laughs> it's just like stuck in my mind because it's like, what the fuck, dude? So he's just like walking around with an erection in this kilt, dude. I don't know. Or he's like, have this cock ring on soft. I don't know. There's so many questions. Yeah, I, they didn't get into that. I don't think because it was a, it was a late night show, but it wasn't like Showtime. Yeah. It was regular TV. Cock rings are scary. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so this this clerk is randomly Alan Cumming. Um, yeah, great cameo. Yeah. And he's obviously like flirting with Tom Cruise. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody wants to fuck him. Yeah. And he's not picking up on it at all. No. Uh, he's just like, yeah, I'm talking to this guy. He's very nice. Um, <laughs> and he's like asking him questions about Nick. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, he actually already checked out and he's like, what the fuck? It's like eight o'clock in the morning or something. And he's like, yeah, he checked out at five. That's kind of early to check out, isn't it? He's like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. He's like, did it? Was, yeah. Be honest. Was there anything kind of weird about him checking out and coming is like, yeah, actually like two big dudes came with him. And he also looked like maybe he'd been roughed up and one stayed down here and one went with him to get all his stuff. And then he (laughs) checked out and then he tried to give me an envelope and they stopped him and took it from him. And then they put him in a car and drove away. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I thought so. (laughs) So then, you know, he, uh, then he leaves there. Uh, and 
Oh, that's when he goes to, he goes back to the estate. He just like gets his car. That's when he cancels all those appointments. He did all that stuff in the morning before he went to work. So then he goes to work and then he cancels all his appointments and tells him to get his car out. Yeah. And he gets his car out and he goes out to the, uh, the estate where the party was. Yeah. And he co- goes up to the gate and there's like a camera, like security camera. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking right at him. He's like looking at it. Like what are you going to like, let me in or talk to me or something. So then this car like slowly drives down the drive to the gate and this like old guy, like servant looking guy gets out um, and comes to the gate and like hands him an envelope. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the guy gets back in the car and drives away and inside he opens the envelope and it has his name on it. It's like Dr. William, uh, Har, whatever Harford Harford. <clears throat> and it's like, uh, yeah, stop looking into shit. This is your last warning. And he's like, <laughs> Oh fuck. Okay. Well shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop looking into stuff. So, uh, he goes home some regular kind of stuff. And then he's like, Hey, I got to go out again tonight. I got another, uh, house call. I got to go to. Yeah. And so I was like, really another one? He's like, yeah, sorry. Just like, okay. So he goes out and that's when he goes to the hooker's house. Yeah. So he goes to the hooker's house and he brings her a gift and he knocks on the door and the roommate answers. And she's like, Oh, are you Bill? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, like Dr. Bill. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, so-and-so said you were so nice. Why don't you come in? So he comes in and then he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to fuck this chick. (laughs) (laughs) He like starts like undoing her blouse and shit. Yeah. This is the closest he's been so far. Yeah. Not no, no like kiss or anything. And she's like super into it. She's like getting, she's like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, there's something I have to tell you. And he's like, Okay. She's like, oh my God, you're taking my top off. This is great. Uh, wait, hold on. Some, <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. Cause like they don't even really talk. He just like comes in and she's yeah. like, so yeah. Hi. And then he's like, mm, let me see your tits. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't get her top off before she's like, oh, hold on. Okay. Sit down. And he's like, okay. She's like, can I get like, can I get you anything? And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, I have to tell you something. He's like, all right. And he's like, uh, so my roommate tested positive for HIV. And he's like, oh, 99 death sentence. Big deal. Yeah. And, um, he's like, well, shit. Okay. And, so he does, he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go. So she's like, okay. So he leaves and then he's just walking around New York again. Right. Yeah. And then he notices that someone's following him. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like, tries to lose him and doesn't lose him. And then he just like stands there and stares at the guy. And the guy just stares back for a while. <laughs> and then that guy fucks off. And he's like, what in the fuck is going on? 
and he stopped in front of a newsstand and he gets a newspaper and he goes to this, he goes to like the nearest diner and he orders yeah. a drink and he sits down and he like opens the paper and he's just kind of reading it to pass the time. Like let that guy fuck off somewhere else, lose him and then go home. Maybe And he's looking at the paper and he's reading the paper and he sees an article about, uh, the girl that was at Victor's at the night of the party the yeah. first at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she died of an overdose. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't put it together that oh, she's, no, the she's girl not. from Victor's. I, I feel like he does. Cause it's like, that's why would he look into it? He, he thinks it's the girl that warned him. But he knew her name from the from Victor's. Right, but he doesn't put it together because he's surprised when he when Victor tells him that later. Mm. I thought it was the other way around because he doesn't know who the girl is at the party. And then I'm just assume he just doesn't remember the girl's name from Victor's party Mm. because when Victor tells him that it's the same girl in the conversation later that they have. Yeah. He's like, oh, shooken. Yeah. As best as he can be shooken in 99. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's like, oh, fuck, I got to look into this. So then he goes to the hospital and he's like, hey, I'm this girl's doctor. And they're like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, well, she died. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he goes and sees her and. Yeah, he knew it was her because he he sees her and he knows because he saw her face before. Yeah, but so, okay, the other reason I don't think that he puts it together and is because like when he's helping her when she's overdosing. Yeah, he's not as sexually like active or attracted to these girls as he is later on in the film. So like at this point in the movie when he like just she's just a patient even though she's naked. He's not like Yeah, no, I just thought he recognized her face cuz he was Yeah, I don't I don't think he does. I think he cuz when he like leans over her, he's like looking at the like part of her like face that he could see when she had her mask on. I didn't think that at all. I but thought mo- he mostly knew her from the I think the giveaway is party. when Victor tells him that it was the same girl from the first party. Cause like Victor highlights it and they like talk about it. Yeah. In that conversation. Yeah. I didn't think that at all, but whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He thinks he's, she's one of these girls. (laughs) Yeah. And so he knows like, he's like, what the fuck? So then he gets a call from Victor to go and see Victor. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes to see Victor at Victor's house. And Victor basically lays it out. He's like, hey, so I know what happened last night. And he's like, what are you talking about? And Victor's like, yeah, don't fuck around. I was there. (laughs) And I don't know what the fuck you thought you were doing there, but you need to leave it alone. And he's like, I am leaving it alone. He's like, no, you're not. Yeah, I know you're not. And they basically, basically like unveils that it's not as serious as it seems 
or he tells him that it's not as serious as it seems. Maybe he's covering it up. You don't really know if you're yeah. supposed to trust Victor at this point. Yeah. Um, but Victor's basically like, it's not as serious as all that. It's a sex. It's like a sex thing, but like you don't belong there. It's people way above your grade and yeah. you can't know who those people are or be around them in that situation. So yeah. stay the fuck out of it. Don't pursue it anymore. Nick's fine. We sent him home. That girl was fine when we sent her home. Yes, it was the girl that uh that helped you. Yes, it was the girl that it was at my that was at my party before. She was a druggie. She just overdosed. It happens. Yeah. Move on. Go home to your wife. He's like my favorite part is that he says when he's talking to him, he's like, You might not be shitting your pants now, but if I told you who it was, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or scared, or I don't think yeah, he says shitting like your pants, but something to that effect. Yeah. And so he leaves Victor knowing what happened, basically, or having a, yeah. a better idea of what happened. Yeah. Um, he also finds out that he fucked up because there was no second password. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. There is no second password. You give me one. He's so dumb. Boom. Taxi. Yeah. He oh yeah, that's how they. Password. That was the first their first clue yeah, that he their was first giveaway. So the first thing was that he took a taxi, and he's like, "All the people that come to this shit show up in limousines, and you took a taxi, and you made him wait outside." <laughs> he's like, "Okay," and he's like, "And then we found the receipt for your uh, costume with your name on it in your coat when we took your coat at the door." And he's like, "Son of a bitch." Like, and then there was no second password. Like, wow, I'm dumb. He's like, yeah, you are. Get the fuck out. Don't ever yeah. fucking talk about this. Everyone's fine, except for the chick that died, but that wasn't our fault. She was a druggie. <clears throat> and he's like, okay. So he goes home, and uh, the mask is laying on the pillow. Uh, next to his sleeping wife and he just fucking breaks down and wakes her up and he's like, I'll tell you everything. So then they spend the next few hours him telling her everything that happened in the last couple days. And obviously she's upset because he like basically tried to cheat like four times, but didn't follow through. <laughs> um, he also got involved in a crazy sex cult and was like threatened with death and then was told it was fake and like some other chick randomly died. Uh, and she's like, this is fucked, man. She's like smoking a cigarette and like crying and like the fuck, you know, we have to take our daughter fucking Christmas shopping today <laughs> when she gets up and he's like, yeah, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, get ourselves together. So they go Christmas shopping and then, uh, you know, they're trying to have a conversation while their daughter is going around and picking everything up at, uh, I think it's that famous store. What is that store? The famous toy store in, uh, I mean, there's ones other places, but I don't think I know what you're talking about. You will. When I figure out what the name of it is, I saw a connect FAO Schwartz. Oh yeah. I saw a connects plug in the back. Yeah. Uh anyway, so they're they're trying to have a conversation. They finally have like a conversation about like, you know, 
they still care about each other and you know they didn't do anything and you know they see a future together he says forever she's like that kind of scares me but they still want to be there for each other and they want to like continue to be together and he's like okay and she's like there's one thing that we really really need to do as soon as possible though and he's like yeah what's that she's like we need to fuck and that's the end of the movie credits roll and i was like what a line to end it on <laughs> what a line it is perfect right i mean that's perfect for this movie sure yeah 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 perfect for this movie it's the return the return home yeah this this movie is the hero's journey like it's absolutely ridiculous <sighs> but like it yeah, it, it, it totally is. is. It's totally the Odyssey or like, you know, but it's, I don't know. Like, I, uh, there's, it could definitely be better told. Um, and like, there's no resolution to like, there's no actual resolution to a lot of the stuff, but like, that's not the important stuff, but I like having those loose ends tied off. You know, I want Millich to get his comeuppance. Yeah. I want to know if fucking Nick's dead or not. I want to know if they're actually like an evil cult or if they're just a sex cult that's very protective of everyone that's in it. Yeah. Um, you know, all that kind of shit, but that's not the important part. So then I understand that. It's just like, I, I want that stuff to be tied off. Yeah. I get that. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a fun watch. Yeah. Very I mean, I, like weird and wacky. I could watch it more times. With know. your pants off? Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, maybe one or two of those times till we get to the weird stuff. And then yeah. Probably not. And then you're but, like, oh, I just, just beat off to this earlier. And now it's to weird stuff and it's part of the same thing. And now I feel weird. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. I think uh, just a super cut of the Nicole Kidman scenes on Mr. Skin would be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Like this is. This has Kubrick all over it. Sure. And like, I appreciate like a good majority of this movie. My biggest gripe is the acting. Yeah. Like, which is weird too, because it's 99, like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman know how to act. Yeah. They're kind of in their prime. Yeah. So like, I'm not really sure what the fuck is going on. Why there's acting problems in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those are like the two least well-acted characters in the movie, basically. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's super weird. But like the the haze on the movie is interesting. I don't necessarily love that. I think I would have liked a more cleaner cinem- like cinematography on it. Because mm-hmm. like that it almost looks like a filter yeah kind of like, like set up like it's a dream yeah like it, he wanted i imagine wanted to do some sort of dream esque thing but yeah. like i don't know dreams don't like i don't know for me dreams don't look like that like they just no. look like life yeah and i also i also don't like um 
I don't like it when you're not specifically like told that it's a dream. If that's what's trying to happen, you know? Yeah. Cause like if it, cause like the, the depths of craziness that happen, cause you can learn things in a dream, at least in movies you can. Uh, <laughs> um, so like the depth of the craziness would have made more sense to me if it was a dream, right? Like if he, if, if like the crazy shit that happened that night, maybe like, okay, so like this would, this would make it a different kind of interesting, but like the crazy shit that happens that night is under the dream filter. Right. And you like make sure you like, he thinks, you know, he thinks maybe it's not real. Yeah. But then like, you know, he has the costume and Nick's really missing and like all this kind of shit like comes across and then like that kind of spurs him on more into looking into it and then getting, you know, rebuffed by the people that were involved and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I don't like, I don't like it when it's like, was it a dream? I mean, no. I don't, yeah, I don't because there is that interpretation of the movie too, that it's, it's a dream. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I like that. Cause yeah, like, that doesn't, I just like, I get like the hazy fuzzy filter, like, and trying to make it seem as if it was dreamlike, mm -hmm. but I don't think like interpreting the movie as a dream is like an accurate interpretation because she has a dream. She's telling you dreams and like just the way the movie plays out doesn't make sense with that. Yeah. I just don't think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't either, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's okay. I think the movie is okay. Yeah. But I think the acting was kind of funky and like, I, I wasn't in love with the pacing. It did feel kind of long to me. Um, I know you didn't think so. Um, but like, I feel like the, the intro was like exceptionally long Yeah, because it's, it's weird to me because of like, there's more stages than just like a three act structure in this. Right. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's because it's, it's an eight. epic. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I don't. No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't want that <laughs> when I watched it. And I mean, that, that could be part of it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, overall, I think it was fine, but it, I, I just, I didn't think it was like great or even really good. It was like, uh, okay, I get it. Mm. But like, there was just like the it looked kind of weird sometimes because like you said, like it, it could be like 90s stuff. It could be like Kubrick being Kubrick. It could be, um, like a weird filter for some reason that somebody put on there and like, nobody was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the acting was like, some of the writing was like, I was like, ah, this is kind of, Meh. Yeah. Some of the some of the line choices were interesting. Like I, f I do feel like some of the dialogue could have been better. Yeah. But I mean, it it probably would have been if he wasn't, you know, suffering from acute poisoning while cutting the movie together. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, let's. Do you want to go to trivia? I want to see what's yeah, all in the trivia. Let's fucking. You want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go down to the creepy ass titty filled trivia corner. <laughs> Weird, creepy ass titty filled trivia corner. Ooh, neat. All right. First up, we got uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman signed open-ended contracts. They agreed to work on this project until Stanley Kubrick released them from it, however long that turned out to be. Jesus. Uh, Stanley Kubrick died just four days after presenting Warner Brothers with what was reported to be a final cut of the film after a legendarily long shoot. His friends and family, as well as the cast and crew, all claim Kubrick's death was completely unexpected and they never seemed that he never seemed to be in poor health while making the film. Yeah. So let me. Yeah, look, look that up. up while I read a couple other ones. Uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman spent so long living in the UK due to the prolonged shoot that their two children acquired English accents. There are people that'll do that in two days, so that doesn't mean anything. Um, the film is notoriously known for its secrecy during production, and the secrecy even divided the two main stars, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. To exaggerate the distrust between their fictional husband and wife, director Stanley Kubrick would direct each actor, actor separately and forbid them to share notes. In one painful example, for just one minute of final footage where Alice makes love to a handsome naval officer, an imaginary affair that haunts Bill over the course of the film, Kubrick demanded that Kidman shoot six days of naked sex scenes with a male model. Not only did he ask the pair to pose in over 50 erotic positions, he banned Cruz from the set and forbade Kidman to assuage her husband's tension by telling him what happened during the shoot. Jesus Christ. You like caused actual marital strife. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I think I know who poisoned him. <laughs> Jesus. Did you find what you were looking for? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so while it is understood that Kubrick's cause of death was a heart attack, several signs suggest that perhaps it was not as simple as reported. Although Kubrick had completed the film and it was ultimately released to acclaim. So whoever may or may not have wanted to stop the film from being shown could have done more to prevent it, especially given their suspected power. Um, Oh, this is uh, many. Many of the elite also have a vested interest in the film industry. Eyes Wide Shut was based, like many of Kubrick's works, on a piece of literature. This time was Arthur Schnitzler's 1926 novella Dream Story. However, film is by far a more popular medium than literature, so whoever had their hands on the working knowledge and understanding of it, Eyes Wide Shut, knew that given Kubrick's stature, the film was likely to be viewed by millions. So there's like, so A, there's this weird theory where like he was kind of exposing some, uh, 
secret organization. Um, so the exposure of the secret organizations of the wealthy elite may have ruffled a few feathers, to say the least, though evidently with the news in recent years of the despicable behavior of Jeffrey Epstein, Gislin Maxwell, and most likely Prince Andrew too, there are almost certainly still active organizations that engage in illicit sex parties. Nexium. Though their satanic nature is yet to be confirmed. Um, so that's like part of it. But uh, the thing I read earlier was talking about the acute, some, uh, I can't find it. It was actually a form of heart attack that's like acute my, myodial syndrome or something like that. Okay. And basically it doesn't like you can be poisoned more or less uh-huh. and like it will cause it. Yeah. So like, and then the church of Scientology at one point in time gave Tom Cruise the right to kill anyone. Um, so <laughs> what? now I'm wondering if Tom Cruise killed Stanley Kubrick because of this whole situation, because <laughs> he fucked up his marriage. Anyway, uh, when it was announced that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman would be making the film with Stanley Kubrick, Vincent Dionforio, uh, who played Leonard Private Pyle Lawrence in Kubrick's previous film, Full Metal Jacket, uh, had this open advice for them. Rent a house or apartment because you're going to be in England for a while. <laughs> uh, the password Fidelio from Latin root Fidelis, meaning faithful, is the title of Ludwig uh, Ludwig van Beethoven's uh, only opera in the opera. Fidelio is a woman who disguises herself as a man to save her lover. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more. Three more. Uh, the chanting at the mansion party loosely translated means we still pray for the mercy, the life, the peace, the health, the salvation, the scrutiny, neglection, and forgiveness for, of the sins of God's servants, worshipers, almsgivers, benefactors of this holy site. Another line of the chanting means God says to his followers, a new commandment I give to you. The original in Romanian reads uh, something. Uh, there are two reasons for its incomprehensibility as it is a foreign language and the vocal track is run in reverse. Ah, that's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it appeared in the Guinness book of world records as the record for the longest constant movie shoot at 400 days. They shot this movie for over a fucking year. Wow. Constantly. That probably means every day. <laughs> uh Jesus Christ. Uh Stanley Kubrick reportedly watched movies like Showgirls, Basic Instinct and Fatal Attraction during the editing phase to get the idea of how explicit the sex scenes in the movie could be and still retain the R rating uh he had contractually agreed to deliver. Yeah, so I was thinking about that during the orgy scene because it's like yeah, these people are obviously having sex, but like you basically only ever see tits. Yeah. And then you see you see some like bush and a little bit of vulva probably because it's a uh, fucking HD remaster. Yeah. But you probably you didn't see that, see that before. 99. Yeah. Um and I was like that's totally for the rating. <laughs> Cuz I I imagine he totally wanted to show all that. Um 
but whatever. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for uh, the creepy trivia corner full of titties. All right. I saw no titties. No. In the corner. Well, I just talked about titties. Yeah, we did talk about titties. You ready to rate this thing? Yeah, let's rate it. I'm going to give it a 6.9. Nice. Uh, Partially because I don't... Partially because nice. Uh, And partially because (laughs) I I both want and don't want to give it a 7. I don't think it's that good, but I think it was enjoyable enough and it had lots of tits in it. So, I mean, it's real close to being a 7. That's what she said. Russell? Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. That sounds right. I, I mean, I liked it. Like I thought, I thought it was done well, uh, for the most part. I mean, my gripes are pretty much just the acting. Yeah. If the acting was better, this movie would probably stand out a lot more yeah Mm. as like a better movie um but the acting is fucking was killing me yeah like some of the acting on tom cruise's part is really good and like nicole kidman does have a couple good scenes the the cigarette and the crying and the being upset like Mm -hmm. later like is really good it's a good but i mean you know, after going through all the torment that Kubrick put them through, <laughs> maybe that's why real. the beginning is bad and the end is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not recommending you become a method director, but you know, they do exist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, I don't, I don't, I didn't have a problem with the pacing. I actually really liked the pacing mm. of the movie. Um, the movie just feels like Kubrick. Like it really does. I think, I think it's a good combination of a lot of things we've seen over the course of his career. It is his final and last film. Yeah. Um, literally died after making it. Yeah. Which like sucks. Um, but it's maybe good for everyone (laughs) involved in making movies. Yeah. Uh, cause he like does put, he's a bully. Yeah. He's a bully. Puts his people through the shit. Um, so, yeah, but then I also think maybe like some actors like Jared Leto or Joaquin Phoenix would have really loved to work under Kubrick. Maybe. <laughs> what happens if you get like an entire cast of method actors and like a method director? I don't know. What would they all die? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's my rating. 7.5. All right. Well, we got a 6.9. Nice. Nice. Uh, and a 7.5. It's also nice. It's, it's a nice size. Um, for Eyes Wide Shut, and that will conclude DQP does pseudo Xmas. We, w- we hope you guys have a good uh, Christmas this year and uh happy new year. We'll see you on new year's uh, as well. And we're, we're going back into January guys. So you know what that means? Do they know what that means? Do you guys know what we did last year? 
You know what January is? Do I need to tell them? Yeah, you need to tell them. January is Nicolas Cage Appreciation Month. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And we got some doozies here for you. Yeah, let's fucking do it. We're going to do Con Air. Oh, We're yeah. going to do Pig. Oh, yeah. We're going to do Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, I'm looking gonna forward to We're going to do the Retirement Plan. And then by then, mm-hmm. we're hoping to be able to watch Dream Scenario at home. Yeah. So let's fucking go, bud. Yeah. That's what we're looking for over the, next, over the course of the next five weeks. And then we've got a big February planned, which I don't think we're going to say yet. No. Save it. Yeah. We're save the save announcement. It. But we got a big February planned. All right. Cool. I'm ready. February. Yep. Oof. And uh, hopefully, hopefully a couple other things next year, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's like a couple other things we've been working on. We just gotta, we gotta let them have it. Yeah. So. Well, we'll let them have it if they give us a dollar a month on our Patreon. One dollar. Uh, you can right right now you can find all of, uh, um, our backlog, uh, DQB does the MCU, which is what we started on. And I've been informed today that we're going to have to continue, uh, because we skipped a lot of stuff at the end there (laughs) and some of it I'm okay with. And some of it, I'm not happy that I'm going to have to revisit. Um, but that'll all be on Patreon. So for $1 a month, you're going to get our backlog of DC, uh, of DQP does the MCU and you'll get future episodes of DQP does the MCU because they keep making stuff. So we'll keep reviewing it. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on all your social media by searching Drafty Quarters Productions. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell, give us the gold stars. Um, you can email us, draftyq at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. We have our Amazon wish list in the show notes, so if you've got any money left after buying everybody all the stupid fucking gifts this year, <laughs> please buy us some gifts from our Amazon wish list. Thank you very much. We love you guys for all the support. Have a wonderful time. Goodbye. No dream is ever just a dream. Goodbye.